there and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Savvy Souls, I've been thinking about why it's so hard for us to allow ourselves to want what we want. And also why being clear about what we want and allowing ourselves to want it is a critical piece of living a full and productive life. It's critical if we want to experience more well-being and contentment as we navigate through our days. A lot of us are so disconnected from what we want that we can't even answer the question, what do you want? We're so used to dismissing our desires and our yearnings that they whisper to us only in the quietest of voices. Those quiet voices are often lost in all the chaos of the louder and more urgent voices that seem to scream in our heads about what we should be doing in any moment. We think those thoughts are more important. We allow those should thoughts to become demanding tyrants that rule our lives. And too often we submit to their rule. We think it's selfish to focus on what we want. We don't wanna be that person who thinks only about themselves and is unconcerned about others. We think it's a choice between us and other people. We wanna be good. So we choose them, whoever them is, instead of us. We think it's foolish to focus on what we want. What's the point, we ask? Anything I really want is just a dream. There's no point thinking about something that can't happen. I've got way too much more important stuff on my plate to think about what I want. So today I'd like to help you reverse this thinking because not allowing yourself to want what you want is the biggest roadblock between you and an extraordinary life, or at least it is for so many of us. I was listening to a podcast that featured Paulo Coelho, the author of the classic, The Alchemist. He put it this way. He said, our only obligation is to discover our personal legend and to fulfill it. At the end of the day, I agree with him. I believe we all, you have a personal legend. And when you're following a path that's inconsistent with that legend, you'll suffer you'll feel a discontent, you'll feel a yearning, you'll feel a pull towards something else, even if you have no idea what it is. It's a skill and it's a habit to start noticing what you want and pay attention to it and honor it. And it's a requirement, it's a necessary condition to finding your personal legend. A lot of people want to discover the purpose of their own lives, and that kind of stresses them out because they have no idea how to do that. They're expecting a parting of the waters with their purpose written on the sand, and they despair when something dramatic doesn't happen to point them in that direction. They secretly worry, maybe they don't have a purpose. Maybe 
they're that one human being without a purpose. So here's what I want you to know. Our purpose evolves. It's something that comes from exploration, from trial and error. It's not something secretly written on our foreheads at birth. It's something we discover by following the threads. And the only way we can follow the threads is to develop the skill of knowing what we want in any moment. So let's look at this issue of allowing yourself to want what you want this way. Let's talk about why it's not selfish to do that. Let's talk about why it's not foolish to do that. And then let's talk about how you go about developing this skill of finding out what you want. So first off, why it's not selfish. When we think about allowing our own wants to be important, we're imagining ourselves opening the cookie jar and taking most of the cookies for ourselves. Just maybe leaving a couple of cookies and some crumbs for other people. We get more and they get less. There's it's kind of this idea that there's a fixed number of good things. And if we take more than our fair share, someone else doesn't get what they need. Maybe a more accurate analogy is to imagine we're at the edge of a stream. Water flows by and we're thirsty and we drink. Our thirst is quenched and we're satisfied. And it makes us feel a little bit more energetic, ready to go and more able to focus. And we're able to be creative. And the other people around us, well, they can also drink from the stream and they get the benefit of what we're creating in the world because our own thirst is quenched. When I'm encouraging you to honor what you want, I'm not telling you to steal all the cookies. I'm telling you to drink from the stream and to quench your thirst. I'm telling you that a person who quenches their thirst has more to give to the world. A thirsty person has less to give because their thirst needs solving. Their thirst distracts them. A different way of putting this is someone who comes from a place of scarcity and of unsatisfied longings never has as much to give as someone who comes from a place of abundance and generosity. We don't need to treat wanting like a zero-sum game. I get what I want, and so you lose? No, I get what I want, and you get what you want. The other aspect of us thinking it's selfish to pursue what we want comes often from other people telling us that it's selfish. It comes from other people who have thoughts about how we should spend our time and what we should focus on. I always find these kinds of comments from other people kind of fascinating. They usually come from a place of, here's what I want you to do. You should do what I want. In other words, it's selfish for you to do what you want if that conflicts with my agenda for you. So first I wanna say, it's totally fine for other people to have thoughts about us, to disagree with what we're doing or to disapprove of us. Other people can have negative thoughts about us and we can allow them to have those thoughts. And here's the rub, we can still do what we want. We can decide on our own guiding values and what's important to us. We can set our own agendas. 
and other people can think about what we're doing however they like. They can decide on their own values and set their own agendas. Each person is in the best position to make these decisions for herself. Also notice what happens when you let someone else's desires for you trump your own. You make a sacrifice and you do what they want, but you secretly seethe in resentment, especially if you do this a lot. And you show up in that relationship the way a person who feels resentful does. Definitely not as your best self, not in your full creativity and power, not in your full connection with that other person. You're too busy resenting them. Of course, sometimes you might choose after hearing what the other person says to do something they want because you decide that you really want to make that compromise because of the loving way you'll feel inside when you do that. Okay, now, secondly, let's talk about why it's not foolish to want what you want. There's a myth that following your dreams is foolish, impractical, delusional even. He's such a dreamer, we say dismissively. In other words, we believe he's wasting his time in foolish pursuits rather than buckling down and doing what other supposedly wiser people are convinced is the right course for him. The opposite to being foolish, we think, is being realistic. For some reason, realistic has come to mean believing limiting stories about what's possible for us, putting ourselves into a conventional framework and keeping our heads down, as if this path will assure us safety and success, whereas pursuing a dream won't. In other words, we make up negative limiting stories about the future and that's realistic, but positive limit breaking stories about the future aren't realistic. But in either case, the future doesn't exist. The future never exists. We're just making it up. Whenever we think about the future, we're always, always making up stories. Here's the rub. What we think now is what creates the future. So that's the issue. If we start limiting ourselves to try to be realistic, we will have an actual impact on the future that we do create. How? Let's think about it. So let's say you have the secret dream of creating your own business, but you think, I need to be a realistic. I need to stay in this job. And that makes you feel disappointed, and stuck, maybe even flat. When you think and feel that way, you'll stay where you are. You'll bring that disappointed energy to work. You'll feel stuck and not explore options and opportunities. You'll feel flat and go crash on the couch at night in the evening. And so you'll build up your career in this supposedly realistic way. In my time, I've seen a thousand, 10,000 people sink into, into their realistic jobs this way and their realistic jobs become a prison. Instead, you could think, I'm going to figure out a way to make this work at a pace I'm comfortable with. And when you think that way, you feel excited and motivated and curious. And 
when you're thinking and feeling that way, you explore options, you brainstorm with other people, you develop your business ideas, you create time to let ideas bubble up, you work with a financial planner to pace things in a way that works for you, and you end up creating the business you dreamt about. And it all started out with your supposedly unrealistic thinking that maybe you can make this dream happen by figuring it out. So here are what some truly successful people think about following your dreams. Albert Einstein said, keep growing, keep dreaming, keep following your heart. The important thing is to not stop questioning. Harriet Tubman said, every great dream begins with a dreamer. Always remember you have within you the strength, the patience, and the passion to reach for the stars and change the world. Beyonce said, I only have to follow my heart and concentrate on what I want to say to the world. I run my world. Eleanor Roosevelt said, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. I could go on for days quoting successful people that we look up to who hold this philosophy. What I haven't seen is a lot of quotes by massively successful people saying, yep, I got here by being realistic. Okay, Savvy Souls, I don't wanna fill your brains up today with any more than what I've covered. So I'm gonna continue this discussion in the next episode. I'm hoping that today I've given you some ways to think about your own yearnings and dreams that will allow you to honor them and to not dismiss them out of hand. Next week, I'm gonna help you start to figure out what it is you want. In other words, how you can develop the skill of wanting what you want and paying attention because it is a skill and it's learnable and it can become your new habit. So savvy souls go forth this week, allow your desires to bubble up, question your shoulds, practice not dismissing your dreams, Practice allowing for the possibility of them. And join me again next week for a deep dive into discovering what you want. So Savvy Souls, if you've got your dream already, but you think it's impossible, you think there are too many roadblocks, you don't know how to translate what you've heard on this podcast into an action plan that is feasible and practical for you to go forward and implement, I can totally help. That's my jam. And that's what I love to help people do. You can book a free coaching consultation call with me by just going to www.gracedgrced, that's like dog, C-A-N-V-A-S.com slash work hyphen with hyphen me. And you'll find a calendar where you can just book a free call. This is a call where we talk about what your issues are. I diagnose what I see what's happening for you. And we can decide whether it makes sense to work together or not, or for you to take a different path. So give me a shout, would love to connect with you. And in the meantime, have an awesome week. Tell people about this podcast. If you found this episode good, and you know somebody who would benefit from it, please share it with them. Have an awesome week and see you next time. Bye. 
So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.